If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. Working committees can oftentimes be an efficient way to assemble people and organize thoughts. And committees within the workplace can cover a range of topics from social engagement to employee wellness and inclusivity. In this episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media, Nathan Spell and I sit down with Ad Results Media committee heads to discuss their committee initiatives and the effects they've seen, not only across the organization, but also within themselves. So let's get started. That's the great thing about Stamps.com. They grow with you. As much fun as I had, I couldn't wait to get back to my sleep number bed. Yep. I love my third love bras. They're hands down the most comfortable bras I've ever owned. I love making Blue Apron. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's my me time. Well, guys, I really wanted to thank y'all for joining us on this episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media. I kind of wanted to start off by uh, getting each one of you to introduce yourselves, where you're from, how long you've been with Ad Results, and what committee you head. So, Taylor, why don't we start with you? Sure. Okay. Hi, my name is Taylor. I am from Houston, and I've been with Ad Results for almost three years now, and I head up the social committee. Hi there, um, I'm Kelly, I'm the controller, and I've been with Ad Results from, since October of 2017. I'm originally from Corning, New York, and I head up the recycling committee. Hi, I'm Jennifer Christman. I am one of the media vice presidents and have been with Ad Results for a long 17 years, and I am heading up the wellness committee. Hi, I'm Sina. I oversee all of the committees. There's not a particular one that um, I technically oversee. So, and I've been with Ad Results Media for under two years now. Hi, I'm Erin. I'm originally from a small town in Wisconsin. I've been at Ad Results for just under one year and I head up the Lunch and Learn Committee. Well, to kick things off, Sina, why don't we start with you? Can you maybe tell us about how these committees got started and really what you know, determine the launch of these committees? Yeah, so last year um, I had a conversation with the partners because I came from different companies who had different committees and different types of committees. And so what I did was initially I gathered feedback from all of the employees and really put a lot of their likes and commonalities into different buckets. And from there started the creation of these committees. So last year, or the year before, I apologize, um, we started with one committee, and now we are at five committees now, with a couple of committees having subcommittees within those committees. So I kind of wanted to get an overview of what the different committees have been working on and what y'all have planned for the future. So Taylor, why don't we kick off with you and the social committee? So as a social committee, we are really focused on getting people engaged and involved and feeling like we're a community uh, kind of aspect to it. Um, so this year, we've kind of had to pivot and have a virtual aspect of everything. So we've been 
really focus on getting people involved, even though we may not be in office, we can still get involved online and over Zoom. So we've set up different games and tournaments like rock, paper, scissors and bingo. And we have different activities that we send out either weekly or maybe every so often. Um, and these have been really fun too. Things like uh, guess the ad results employee where we've sent a baby photo and two facts and people get to guess who that is. That's gone over really well. So that's some of the things that we've been doing. And the team is constantly thinking of new activities. As I said, going virtual, we've kind of had to just keep coming up with different virtual things to do, which has been interesting, but our team is really, the committee I work with, they have some really good ideas, so I'm excited about that. I think one of the biggest challenges that we're gonna have is coming up with how to do big events at our office virtually if we need to. So Halloween is always a huge thing at App Results. So trying to figure out the best way to do that virtually. And if we need to uh, in December, have our holiday party virtually, kind of the best way to do that too. So I'm excited about what our team can come up with and I look forward to keep getting everyone involved. And Kelly, I know things have got to be interesting for your committee. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very interesting. It's hard to um, do some in our in office recycling when we're not in the office. So what we've kind of shifted to is what can we have in place when everyone gets back. So the two biggest things that um, people have asked for is the removal of styrofoam and to do paper recycling. Um, and doing the research on this, um, styrofoam is is considered to be one of the most unfriendly types of waste because of all of the different hazards that it that it can that can happen with it. So if, if it's exposed to sunlight, it creates pollutants, it goes into the landfill, it stays there forever. I mean, when it burns, it can deplete the ozone layer. It's, it's a huge, it, it's, a, it's a very bad thing to have. And we have now um, eliminated all use of styrofoam in our office, or we will once everyone gets back. And um, the other one was, uh, the re paper recycling. We use a lot of paper in Ed results. I mean, most companies do. Um, American businesses use about 21 million tons of paper annually, and 40% of that gets to the landfill. And we need to change that footprint drastically. And additionally, what most people don't know is that one ton of paper requires 380 gallons of oil and 17 trees. So just by recycling one ton of paper, we're saving all of that and in, including the and including the landfill space. So people just don't realize what what paper really consists of. So there's a lot of things that could be saved just by recycling paper. Um, coming up, you know, we had planned to do the National Recycling Day. We had planned to do some events for Earth Day. Um, we weren't able to really do those. We did some of those virtually. Um, we did quizzes for the whole week of Earth Day, um, recycling and environmental and uh, climate change, all of those things that was uh, everyone, and everyone really liked those. Um, we're hoping that once we get back, um, we'll be back in time for National Recycling Day, which I believe is in November. And then we're also talking about doing a corporate event like beach cleaning. Uh, Galveston annually has a beach cleaning day. And as you're, if you go as a corporation and you get a little plaque and on the seawall, and we're hoping to hopefully do that next year when if, if we can. I love it. I love all of that. Uh, Jen, how about you guys in wellness? Sure. Um, first, a shout out to the recycling committee. The, the Christman family has started to recycle all of our glass, our cans, and our cardboard. 
because you know everything has to be delivered to our homes now. Um, so yay, <laughs> you guys for inspiring us. Uh, but for the wellness committee, we're trying to just get people to maintain a healthy lifestyle, both physically and mentally. And we're trying to do at least one activity per month. Uh, this past week, we just honored National Junk Food Day by doing a food swap with eat this, not that. So replacing a junk food item with something healthy where we've had different sorts of, instead of eating chips, we put pictures up of nuts or recipes instead of eating a pizza, having a zucchini boat pizza or a chicken crust pizza. Um, we're also working through our second month of the gallon challenge um, and feel fab Friday where we're giving a beauty tip, like a self-care tip as opposed to something physical activity. And um, this will be news to everybody, but we're doing a four-week meditation retreat for the month of August. So that will be pretty awesome and get everybody zen as we continue this work from home business. I think we all need a little bit of zen right now. <laughs> um, Aaron, how about you? Yeah, so similar to all the other committees, the Lunch Learn Committee had to shift to this new working from home environment and figure out what we could do um, virtually with all the employees. So initially we kicked off a tips and tricks document that just had some tips in there on how you can work from home and still be productive. Um, various tips like wake up and take a cold shower to get yourself ready for the day. Make sure to eat a breakfast and you're not skipping out on meals. We also hosted our first ever virtual lunch and learn just a few weeks ago where we had a couple speakers talk about time management, leadership, and confidence. Um, most recently, we've been working and getting ready for our next lunch and learn, which is actually in just a couple days. And we're going to have a couple more speakers who are going to answer some really in-depth questions about strategy and how to become a strat strategic thinker and how each role at Ad Results uses strategy in their everyday lives. And for some other future initiatives, we're trying to incorporate some more virtual community service. We want to do a chat where we record um, reading books to children and make that public for all employees. If they have children, they can turn that on and keep them occupied for a couple minutes. Um, and we also have some exciting ideas for our quarter four lunch and learn as well. And Mo, you are the head of our most recent committee, which hasn't officially launched just yet. But if you could fill us in on scene, that would be great. Scene is pretty much um, an initiative that encourages employees to celebrate difference and inclusion and ulti ultimately become better allies. I want to put emphasis on the word difference um, just because we've kind of phased out, or I guess I've kind of decided to phase out the word diversity just because it can feel so narrow-minded and kind of limited to race or gender um, or sexuality. But um, the vision that I have for this committee is way bigger than that. I mean, I'm talking like difference of lifestyle differences, just basic human attributes that makes each of us unique and um, special in our own right. And I feel that it's important for um, any kind of difference to be celebrated and learned. Um, so it's, I know that it's going to be a journey and a path and I'm not trying to come up with all the ideas by myself. Like I think it's very important after we have our first meeting tomorrow, but uh, to just build a framework and start a conversation. Like, I mean, I'm kind of stripping away all the the layers and just starting from the bare minimum of just like, let's just have this conversation and see where everyone's mind is. 
um, more than anything, just wanting to create a space for people to teach and for people to learn um, and to celebrate the small but visible moments that help people establish a sense of belonging um, in any space they occupy. So a lot more to come with that as far as like the details of some of the initiatives and et cetera. Um, but I'm nervous, but very excited about the launch of this new committee. Well, with so many exciting points of impact with all of these committees, I'm curious to hear more you know, about what changes y'all are hoping to see take place as a result of these committees. So maybe we could start with you, Taylor, you know, with the social committee. What what are some of the biggest changes that you're hoping to see as a result of, of that committee moving forward? Yeah. Um, so I think I would like to start off with one of the things that I've seen from this year and then kind of go into a, what I hope to see. Uh, and this year it is so when we started this year in January, we really wanted to focus on including San Diego and Austin in the same capacity as we include Houston, because I know that can be difficult at some times where we'll plan an event for Houston that has 70 plus people. And so it's a big event. It's huge. We're all excited about it. And then maybe 10 people in San Diego, it just doesn't really translate over to them. Uh, so we really wanted to have that as our main focus this year. And then going virtual was kind of a blessing for us because now everyone gets to participate in the exact same events in real time. And it's not Houston's doing this one day, San Diego's doing it the next week. It's all, okay, we're doing this. Uh, whoever can join can join. And so that's been really fun. Uh, it's also allowed people who don't really interact with each other to interact with each other now. So people in San Diego are now getting to talk to people in Austin and people in Austin are getting to know more people in the Houston traffic team. Like things that haven't been able to happen lately are, are getting to happen and we're all getting to play games together. And so that's been one of the changes from this year that has been really great. And then looking forward, I think I just want to develop more of a sense of community with, through the social committee. Uh, getting people involved, kind of hitting to everyone's needs, not just not just a couple of people and trying to do things that everyone's going to want to participate in. Maybe if they don't want to participate in one event that we're having right now, they'll be really interested in the next thing in September or something like that. So I really want to make people feel like they don't have to participate, but if they want to, we're always open and welcome for them. And they will find that going to work is a little bit more enjoyable because they have their friends. Yeah, that's so important, especially right now, I feel like. What about you, Kelly? What about the changes that you've seen with the recycling committee so far? And, and you know, what's the, what's the goal moving forward? Um, well, Jen is a perfect example of what our goal is, is to take those recycling ideas and, and use them at home because we can do it at work. But if you know, 70, 80 people then do it at home, that's a huge thing. And that's gonna help the environment so much. Um, I've been impressed with the amount of recycling and earth-friendly ideas that our employees are already contributing, already doing. Um, a lot do recycle at home, um, the craft ideas. So, I mean, I think that just making people aware that the smallest thing can really add up and help the environment overall. Recycling is all about the environment. The reason we recycle is because the trickle down from not doing it is too dangerous for our environment with the greenhouse gases and the 
the landfills and things like that. So, you know, my goal is just, just to make everyone just like Jennifer and everyone does everything at home and you know, have 50, I, right now I have five different recycling bins in my garage for every different type of recycling. So, I mean, I, that's what I do. And I think everyone needs to do that. And that's my goal. Yeah. I love the idea of making the goal bigger than just, you know, the impact within the walls of that. I mean, obviously since we're virtual and working from home right now, you know, it, it, it has to be bigger, but I love that. Um, so Jen, what about with the wellness committee? What are, what are some of the biggest changes you've seen and, and what does that look like moving forward? Yeah. So, I mean, a lot more participation. So once upon a time, we used to do a fitness Friday where we would do five minutes of activity every hour on a Friday and we would start out strong. And then by the end of the day, we had nobody. Um, so we're seeing a lot more consistency with folks. Um, and we, you know, we just want people to get healthy and maintain a healthy lifestyle. Being at home is hard. It's hard mentally. It's hard physically. I mean, on the weekends, what are your choices to do? Lay around, watch Netflix, eat bonbons. Like, so we're encouraging people to get out and do more, um, with their time. We've done some 4G, not 4G, uh, Camp Gladiator, the other G, Gladiator, uh, some gladiator workouts where we've gotten people free workouts and stuff like that. Just anything to encourage movement and wellness physically and mentally, um, are what we're trying to push. And, you know, a lot of people have done it. I've gotten, you know, Slack messages from, if you don't mind me calling you out, Miss Cena telling me that thanks to the wellness committee, she lost like 13 pounds in the first month. I personally think I put on 13 pounds the first month, managed to get it all off, but she came out of the gate strong and she looks amazing. So we love hearing that sort of stuff. Absolutely. So great. Could I just say something to that? Uh, That is one of the things that I love about all of these committees is because their tips, their tricks and everything, it works and we need it, especially during this pandemic now more than ever. Um, I think that if you follow the social committee, even like recycling committee, you're saving the planet. Um, All of these committees has such a personal impact on your life. And if you follow it and um, really live by it, because I think it's a lifestyle change, um, you're a lot more happier and you're a lot more productive in the office um, and just being at work in general. And those five steps that you have to take to go to your office, because we're all stuck at home, makes it a lot easier to get through um, because of these committees. So I just have to say that the committees have done such a phenomenal job with being creative in all of their activities, because it works. I mean, for me personally, I'm the happiest I've ever been, probably in my life, because I'm, I'm participating in all the activities that all of these committees have to offer. Yeah, that's great. I I think the, uh, I really related to something Jen was saying about that whole like kind of up and down kind of thing. For me, I know that wellness in a normal time is hard. And I think putting some wellness into practice right now is extremely important at a mental and a physical level. So, you know, I just think all of that is great. Mo, I'm curious, you know, with a new committee um like scene 
you know, how, how do you see, you know, changes already happening and how we, you know, view difference as a company and what are some of the changes you want to see moving forward? Um, for one, I, I've been um, just really um, grateful for the outpour of support that I've received so far. Um, of course, this topic of difference and inclusion is very sensitive, um, especially just what's happening in the world. Um, it can be very difficult and complicated to talk about because we would be naive to think that everyone thinks just like us. Um, but when you open that, that gate of conversation, you know, you really have to prepare yourself for the response that you'll receive. Um, but I think for me, I, what I hope um, to do is just help everyone as well as myself to continue to establish a sense of belonging within the organization. Um, these committees along, along with seeing, um, it's important for us to see ourselves in our workplaces. Um, I used to believe coming out of college that, okay, I'm, I'm gonna have a job and my job is my job and I am who I am on the weekends and after I am leaving my job and you know, no one needs to know anything about me. I have a personal life and you know, just with the pandemic and the way that the world is situated, it's becoming very hard to do that because you take a lot of your personal life into the workplace um, and we spend so much time with our coworkers more than we spend with our, our loved ones. And so it's really hard to create a separatism between the two. So I'm like, okay, how can I help to create um, this form of inclusion? Um, I feel like our results is already very culturally oriented. Um, and I just want to help elevate it in some way with having these conversations. Um, that people might not have had. Um, I read a quote that was that that stood out to me, and it says that difference without inclusion is like an Energizer Bunny without a battery. Um, and I thought that that was interesting because, you know, we know that people are different, but unless it affects us directly, we might not care about it, right? So in a way, it's kind of like, let's have this conversation, let's hold up these mirrors, and kind of realize that although we're very different, we're also very similar. Um, and that's what makes it, that's what makes it beautiful and significant and valuable. Um, like we're able to bind our differences and create something powerful together through unity. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, the, the vision is way larger and I kind of feel intimidated taking this on, I'm not going to lie. Um, just because it just feels like a really large responsibility, but, um, I'm excited and I feel supported, um, and I feel seen. So, um, yeah, it'll be great. That's beautiful. I love that. What made you want to be a part of this new committee? So I didn't want to be a part of this new committee. I didn't want to take on the responsibility to do this because like I said, this is a very large responsibility to have these kind of conversations and to kind of open, to create that space um, to make it happen. However, I feel like my ancestors, which I honor my ancestors, you know, through um, my spiritual practices, um, as well as my faith, I felt led and I felt called to action um, with the state of the world. Um, I was no longer able to say, okay, um, I, it's hard for me to not see myself a part of the narratives that 
the narratives of people that are often victimized and marginalized or just misunderstood because, you know, what we desire or what we think is beautiful in life or valuable may be different from the common person. Um, so that weirdness or, you know, the artsy stuff, like uh, uh, that, that narrative is often kind of like not shunned, but just kind of ignored because people don't get it. Um, and so I just no longer felt like I could sit and just not say anything. Um, so although my conscious human mortal self didn't want to take on the task of, you know, to, you know, emailing Kurt and being like, hey, I have this idea. Um, I feel like it was, it's a responsibility larger than me. And I feel like there is some type of power that is moving beyond me that is, that is helping me be more of an extrovert to try to start, start up these conversations. So shout out to my ancestors. <laughs> and Aaron, what about you and the Lunch and Learn? What made you want to be a part of that? So when I first started last year, um, I came in right at the end of the year, so quarter three, and the Lunch and Learn Committee at the time was planning, right at the end stages of planning their Lunch and Learn, um, and Sina had said, I leave the committee right now, come to this meeting with me, um, I want to show you what it's all about, and let me sit in on, on a couple of the last meetings um, and see how it was planned. And then the day of the Lunch and Learn, she had asked me to do a couple of different tasks to help set up and just get everything ready for the speakers. And I kind of just took over and was like, yeah, I got it. Don't you worry about it. And <laughs> I think I just really liked helping out. And I think Sina kind of saw how much I enjoyed the topic that they were talking about and also just helping with the committee. And so she kind of encouraged me to um, join all the committees, but specifically take ahead with the Lunch and Learn Committee. And Jen, I've joined you a few times in the past years at those uh, 5 a.m. workouts. <laughs> what? Uh, it's been a while, but um, what made you want to be a part of the wellness committee? Well, I mean, like you said, those 5 a.m. workouts, I, I have been working out or running, um, you know, at the gym, doing marathons, doing fun runs. What is it? We've done the, breast, the Avon Breast Cancer Walk. I think five times my sister and I to raise money, but also because it's a fitness activity and we like to do those sorts of things. So when most people get up in the morning and have coffee, I get up and work out. Uh, that's what sets me up for the day. So I just thought it was really great to share this with a bigger group. You know, Lindsay, when you were, were doing it with me on occasion, we had maybe five tried and true folks with us. And, uh, you know, it's nice to see that we've grown and more people have taken an interest into uh, their, their own personal wellness. Kelly, how about you and recycling? Um, for me, it's about being in environmentally conscious and the recycling is part of the bigger climate control issue. Um, you know, the amount of uh, carbon dioxide that's in the, if it's being released, it's the depletion of the ozone, it's the rise of the temperature of the earth, which is then creating the melting of the glaciers and the oceans are rising. I mean, all of it is linked together. So for me, it's about trying to leave the planet in a better state than when I got it, you know, um, when I got it from my parents. You know, I, you know, I, I can remember even my mother using those old hairsprays that now you can't even buy anymore because of the, the, the I mean, just, you know, Aquanet was bad. Um, so for me, it's, it's about that. It's about making sure that there's some sustainable 
future um, for the planet, for my kids. You know, and I have to say that even though this COVID has been, you know, very hard on a lot of people, and I know it's been a pandemic and it's been a tragedy, but it's actually been a health benefit for the earth itself. So if you look at the state, um, if you look at the, the, the globe and the pollution, and you look at it on January 1st of this year to the, and to, to today, the amount of pollution that has been eliminated is amazing. And it's and so hopefully that's something that's good that's going to come out of this this tragedy of COVID nineteen is you know we're we, we're actually seeing changes. I think one of the hardest part about recycling and climate change is everybody says, well, one person can't do it. It's not going to make a difference if the whole world doesn't do it. Well, now we've seen that the whole world had to do it, and we've actually been able to see the changes for the better. So I think that I hope is something that we can continue once we all go back to our everyday lives. I'm hoping so as well. Um, and yeah, I'm right there with you, hoping that now that people are actually seeing widespread change, um, they'll continue banding together towards continuing. And Taylor, you and I used to work together on the social committee. Um, what made you wanna continue forth and head that up? Yeah, I was going to say, um, for those of you who don't know, the social committee is the only committee here who's actually been around for a hot second. Uh, so I joined a couple years ago. Uh, one, I like to party. Two, I like people. Three, I like helping people. So it's just a no-brainer. Uh, Lindsay, you were in charge at that time, so I saw all the work that you were doing. And really, at that time, it seemed like it was Halloween and the holiday party and maybe a couple things sprinkled here and there and then last year i feel like it really kicked off and stepped up its game and i thought or i was a part of all of that and i had such a great time um and so when the opportunity came around this year i thought i have some good ideas i'd like to share with the people i feel like I really like everyone in our office and I like getting to talk to everyone. So it was kind of an easy fit to just kind of squeeze in there and, and take over and, and get to plan things. And I like, I like fun. So I want to bring fun to people. I love it. And um, yeah, the social committee has done a really, a really excellent job this year, especially with having such a huge curveball thrown at them with coronavirus and everything. So with all of these changes we've been talking about at an organizational level, I'm, I'm curious to hear maybe some more about how heading these committees has already started to impact us at, you know, the individual level. So, you know, Taylor, maybe we could start with you again. Like what changes have you noticed in yourself since you've taken on heading up the social committee? Sure. So I would say changes actually started when I joined the social committee in the fact that I felt like I got a lot more confidence around the office just because I was getting to talk to people. I wasn't just stuck at my desk all day. I was getting involved and doing things. So definitely confidence there. I also feel like uh, being head of the social committee, I've gotten to grow a lot. Uh, so I know I get to work with a whole bunch of different people. I don't get to work with every day, which has been really great. and. There are some things that being head of the social committee involves that just push me out of my comfort zone. 
such as coming and recording a podcast. This is not something I normally do. Uh, my hands have been sweating the whole time. So that's there for you. Uh, <laughs> so it's just kind of been able, oh, the other thing. So after we had our big uh, chili cook-off in February, Sina goes, are you gonna give a speech to everyone? And I go, Sina, I'm just here for the party. I'm not here to motivate and like say these things. So there have just been a lot of those kind of opportunities that pushed me out of my comfort zone, but I feel like I've grown so much from, from those kind of opportunities and I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, that's a great answer. And, you know, just so you know, sweaty palms with the podcast recording is everyone's experience. So if it makes you feel any better, uh, you know, I know that that everyone like as soon as that mic hits record, it's like, oh, boy, here we go. Um, but yeah, I, I love that answer. Aaron, what about you? What, what sort of changes have you noticed since becoming involved with the Lunch and Learn Committee? Yeah, so I don't want to sound repetitive to Taylor, but <laughs> a lot of mine are similar. I would say I've grown a lot um, I, within confidence. My confidence has grown and also my attention to detail because I have learned that every initiative requires so many little details, so much planning, so much time. And if you miss one thing, it can really throw off the whole event or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, so really making sure that all those details are included ensures the success of every activity, not only in the Lunch and Learn Committee, but I've seen it in the other committees as well. And I think also joining the committees has helped me come out of my shell because we kicked these off in January and I was still fairly new to the whole company. Um, and so whenever they were kicked off, I had the opportunity to talk to people that I might not have been talking to on a regular, on a daily basis. Um, and it's helped me get to know employees on a more personal level and also encourage and help them to grow, um, helping them take leadership positions on the committees and stuff like that. Um, and I would just say overall, watching how much everyone loves all the initiatives at the Lunch and Learn, the Social Committee Recycling Wellness Committee um, that everyone has put on, it's really shown me how much of an impact every committee has on the organization. And it makes me really excited for the future. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's interesting that there's that commonality between your answers because, you know, I think that's saying something pretty big about one of the values of these committees, which is the way that having something you're responsible for like this and that puts you out of your comfort zone a little bit and, and gives you chances to interact really does transform you in terms of your confidence and, and you know, that sense of self-assuredness that I think we all kind of crave that in our careers. So that's a really great answer. I'm curious uh, to hear from Jen, Kelly, and Cena specifically. As department heads, do y'all feel like launching these committees has had an overall impact on work culture? When we started these committees in January, the goal was for every leader to learn basic skills that they can apply to their day-to-day -day work life. And so we created agendas and recap templates but what we didn't realize was these committees are the foundation for our virtual engagement. Without these committees, we wouldn't have such a virtual engagement of employees. Um, there's literally something for everyone in this organization. And that's the beauty of these committees. Um, yes, you interact with employees that you normally wouldn't interact with, but most importantly, um, especially during this time, it's a way for employees to escape um, by participating in all the activities and being part of these committees. I mean, it's a lot of fun. 
And what you realize is you end up relying on them for not just emotional support, but also mental support too. And you realize that the employees that are part of your same team, you grow together and you become more united because you have different outlets to get to know each other on very many different levels. So I would say most importantly, we wouldn't be able to have the virtual culture that we have today if it wasn't for these committees. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like Taylor and Aaron are perfect examples of the opportunities that these committees could have uh, you know, and you're growing not just only in your department and you're getting more comfortable with your people that you already work with, but for the company as a whole. Um, you know, Taylor might not have had to work with very many people, maybe in the billing department or the finance department. And now, you know, she does because the committee is made up of all of the employees, somebody from each area of the company. She gets to know them better. She gets to know the people in California and Austin better. And it not only helps you from a leadership perspective, but also develop personal relationships um, with people who you might not have had the opportunity to work with, you know, and especially now that we're at home, it's just another touch point for engagement for everybody. Uh, yeah, I agree. And I think the other thing that it, that it does is all of these different committees really shows the commitment of arm itself um, because we're, we're interested in your health. We want to make sure that, you know, through the wellness committee, we're giving you great ideas on how to take care of yourself through the social committee. We're giving you great ideas on how to, you know, entertain yourself and interact with others and socialize in this kind of weird wor world that we're in the recycling committee. It shows that they're committed to the environment and to making the world sustainable again. Um, you know, lunch and learn it's, it's about teaching, and, and helping uh, helping the individuals grow. And I can't wait to see what the scene committee does because I think that's gonna have a major impact on our culture and our um, employees. And I think just just seeing that is gonna be it's gonna be amazing. And I think I, I can't wait for that one. So I think overall it would have been so easy as a company to just say, okay, you're working from home. We'll see you when we get back, whenever that is. Right, but we didn't. We made a commitment to continue on with the wellness committee and the recycling committee and the social committee. The lunch and learn has been doing great. Like we've we've continued pushing forward, and not only have we done the committees that we had all year, we've added another one. And so I think from an employee's perspective, it's so great to know that your company isn't just leaving you high and dry while you're working from home, because us who live by ourselves, it's it's lonely, like it is. And so I really appreciate everyone who has been able to participate and sending new ideas. I know one of my favorite things that the wellness committee did was put together the recipe cookbook. And that is just so good. And I love all the recipes in there and I've got to try them. And like, it's just, it's nice to know that there are people who genuinely care about your well-being at work. And, and a shout out on the recipe book, it would be called The Quarantine Cuisine. It could be available at Amazon after just kidding. Who knows? Maybe we can self-publish. So this next question, I do want to open up to everybody and it doesn't necessarily have to, your answer doesn't necessarily have to be for your own committee, but I would definitely like to hear what y'all's most memorable experiences have been with the committees. For the recycling committee, I, I was 
most excited to tie it in as the fifth G for green. Um, you know, we launched the four Gs last year and to be able to tie that in. And so everyone has that fifth G and that green stays dominant in people's mind when they think about it. Um, that was actually um, a really cool kind of brainstorming solution that came out of one of our meetings. And um, everyone was just like, oh my God, that's awesome. That's exactly what we need to do. And so that, that was, I know that sounds weird, but that's really, that really was an exciting moment for us because we felt like it was a way for us to tie it in to the overall culture and um, the expectations of ARM. So that was good for us. That was not my favorite. I'll say my favorite um, for the Lunch and Learn Committee was definitely hosting the first ever completely virtual Lunch and Learn um, and all the moments that led up to that because you really got to watch all the committee members get ramped up and get excited for the Lunch and Learn as it was their first time ever doing one. Uh, we put a countdown on our Instagram, so we got all the employees super engaged and we had such a high attendance rate that it was just really awesome to see and made us all really excited for the next one. Okay, um, mine was probably the chili cook-off. It holds a special place in my heart since that was the first big event that I was head of for the social committee, but also just the weather was so nice and the themes were so good and I love to eat. So the fact that we got to take a couple hours off work, go eat chili, go eat desserts, just hang out outside, uh, had some music, it was just, it was a fun time for me. I agree with Taylor, the chili cook-off, which sadly was like the last in-person, I think, event that we held um, was so fun. It's uh, been a tradition and I'm glad that we recently like brought it back. I personally also enjoyed the million mile month. I'm very competitive. I liked seeing not only my own personal self creep up on the board, the leaderboard, but ad results was third the third place company for the whole city of Houston in terms of miles walked. So I thought that was pretty great. I really had a great time with that one too. I uh, feel like I've reached a couple personal bests <laughs> during that month. Um, my most memorable um, experience is actually seeing names on the sign-up sheet for the scene committee. Um, I'm very happy about that to see that people are interested and there's like 20 plus people that are signed up. So um, it'll be a pretty big conversation. And just to see that, like, you know, people are open to it. Um, it was such a relief. I mean, I had so much anxiety um, putting it out there, but um, the love is so real. So shout out to Adresults Media employees. <laughs> I would say as somebody that is not tied, I'm tied to all of the committees, I would say. I think the most memorable experience for me is um, as y'all know, I cry a lot, but I hope I won't cry when I say this. When I interact with employees and find out how much the committees have impacted them, um, a couple of employees have told me they feel like these committees represent home to them. And that's pretty powerful to hear when an employee says that because a lot of our employees are going through a lot, especially during this time. And they're struggling in their personal life and to have an outlet where it brings back happiness for them during this dark time, that's when you know what you're doing is bigger than what you think it is. So I think that's been my most memorable experience is really hearing the uh, feedback from the employees about how much each committee has impacted them. Um, and it's been 
home away from home during some of the darkest moments in their life. So, so we've been talking a lot about all of these positive changes that we've been making as an organization and, and, and all of the impact that that's been having. And presumably there are people listening to this podcast who may be in positions of leadership at their own organizations or, you know, be working in a company where there either aren't opportunities like this or, you know, they may be on the horizon. So I'm curious, you know, if we could start with you, Jen, but the the question is how should other organizations who are considering launching similar initiatives go about it? What advice would you give to them? Sure. I mean, I would advise them to pick committees that are first of, of interest and of benefit to their employees, and then fill those committees with people who are passionate about the topic. And, you know, their passion will ignite a movement within your company, and they'll, it'll inspire all others to join and get behind it. And, you know, as we've demonstrated here, from that, great things can happen. Kelly, what are your thoughts on that? What advice would you give to an organization who's thinking about launching an initiative like this? I think they've got to do their research. I think Jen is absolutely right. You, you have to make it something that your employees are going to buy into. If you don't have that buy-in, then it's not going to go anywhere. So do your research. Talk to your employees. Find out what matters to them. Find out what interests them. And then build off of that. Make them a part of the process. Um, not just as chair people and members, but make them a part of the decision-making process in the beginning about what committees should be launched. Um, I think that's huge. Making sure that everyone has buy-in is, is the only way to succeed. And Sina, you obviously have touched all of these committees to some extent, and you have oversight over all of them, and you see everything that's happening. What advice would you give to an organization who's who's thinking about you know, building committees that have this kind of impact? I would say it's not a club. It's a professional need. And that's the difference. There are basic skills in each one of these committees that employees can learn and apply to their day to day. It's important to have an objective. It's important to have goals within the committees. And it's also important to have a budget. Um, you can't, no, nothing's free in this world. And the more that you plan and be an advocate for the committees, the more that you'll see the impact come from the employees. Um, and so having a clear mind when we started these um, committees, we had a clear goal that we wanted to accomplish. What defines success for committees? And those goals and has already been accomplished. And next year, we're going to add a couple more committees because that's a need for this organization. So before anything starts, it's really, is it a need? What is the objective? What are the goals? And really be an advocate for them. Because if you are not an advocate for your own committee, you can't expect anybody else to be an advocate for your committee. If you're not excited, if you're not happy, if you're not passionate about it, you can't expect anybody else to be that way. And you can't expect everything to be given to you because we're not seeing the work and the passion. So you have to really believe in everything that um, 
gets inaugurated and initiated. And that's the difference. And it starts, and I will say this a hundred times, it starts with feedback and it starts with the employees. That's your foundation. Because without that, none of these committees would exist. Without participation from the employees, none of it would exist. And without the support of the steering committee and the partners, none of this would exist. You want their support. And the way you gather it is agendas, recaps, and seeing that it is impacting each and every employee in this organization. I think that's a great answer. And, you know, the common theme, I think, between those answers is at every level, there has to be that buy-in, you know, from the passion of the people on the team to the, you know, the people that are in leadership at the highest levels all the way down. So I think those answers are great. And it's great advice for other organizations to, to look to. Well, guys, I wanted to thank you so much for joining us today. I've really loved this conversation. I've loved hearing y'all's insight and your experiences. And I'm really hoping that this is something that others can take note of and, you know, use y'all's experiences and your advice to kind of launch their own committees within, within their own organizations. And so thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production. If you expect your media investment to deliver clear, measurable results, Walmart Connect can help you get there with powerful analytics and the reach of America's number one retailer. Their closed-loop measurement uses Walmart's proprietary customer purchase data to track the impact of your campaigns on sales, not just on Walmart's site and app, but also in-store. For some campaigns, they can even provide rest-of-market data that tracks the impact on sales at other retailers. Visit walmartconnect.com today and see how they can help make your media spend meaningful. Walmart Connect. More than media, meaningful connections.